0: Hello, and welcome to episode 126 of the Heart of Markness Led Zeppelin podcast. Getting long in the tooth, and I like it. Well, been an exciting week for the podcast. I uh, did my first interview of per- uh, someone last night. She's an author. Her name's Christy Alexander Hallberg, and she's written a wonderful book, Searching for Jimmy Page, or Search for Jimmy Shit, I should look that up. I don't want to get it wrong. Anyway, uh, we talked for about half an hour about her book, which is a fantastic novel. It is a novel, and it is written by someone who lives and breathes Led Zeppelin and Jimmy Page like we do. And although it doesn't, it's about Jimmy Page, and it's not about Jimmy Page. If you listen to it, uh, I'm going to post it tomorrow, because like I said, it's about a half hour long, and I didn't want to tack it on to the podcast because it needs to stand alone. Um, It'll just be put up tomorrow as a bonus. Here you go. Tomorrow being Friday, September 3rd is the plan. And um, look forward to it. Give it a listen. She's a wonderfully, brilliantly intelligent woman. A great writer. uh, English professor. Literature professor. Writing, creative writing. Um, And shit, you should hear it. It's good. It's real good, yeah? All right Tonight, though... We are going to go to Copenhagen, and the year is 1979, and it is the Jan Brady of the 1979 shows. It is July 23rd, the first warm-up, the first concert for Led Zeppelin in two years, almost exactly. One year and 364 days. But if you count the time difference between Copenhagen and... San Francisco, then, or Oakland, then, fuck it, two years exactly. Beautiful, beautiful show. And everybody, I mean, if, if you have listened to me at all, you know that uh, the 24th, the night after this, is one of my favorite. It's, it's in my top five Zeppelin shows. Has my favorite ten years gone ever. And in these two shows, these two warm-up shows... This is trite. It's been said. I think Louis Ray might have been the first where I've read it. But, um, yeah, Jimmy's playing like it's 1973. I think the band were taking this return very seriously because they had, like I said, almost two years of inactivity. And Robert left the band after the tragic loss of his boy um, in in 77. And it took a lot to get him back. And I think he was not, especially being away, coming back. I think he was probably the most aware of the dysfunction in the band due to substance abuse and addiction and all that, that we all know about. And we know that, um, you know, Jimmy's trying to, oh, what an interesting, hang on one second. Sorry, had to make sure that I was using the right microphone. I've done podcasts where I've uh, done the whole show or a good chunk of the show without realizing that the microphone I had selected is not the one that I'm holding in my hand, you know, four inches from my face like I should. But the laptop microphone, that's a good four feet away from me. So I wanted to make sure that wasn't the case because the levels looked a little low, but that's all right because the levels, it's fine. Long story short, everything's fine. Um, yeah, so Robert came back and he had conditions. No more long tours. He didn't want to be away from his family. Because, I mean, if you if you compound the trauma of losing a child and then compound that trauma with being, you know, uh, da, 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 seven time zones away, six time zones away, and because I believe he was in New Orleans when he got the when he got the news. Um that's an extra trauma on top of the awful loss of a child, which is unthinkable. But then to be like, no matter what, even though you're super wealthy and strings were pulled, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, he was still limited. It still took him hours and hours and hours and hours. Hours and hours to get home. And every second of that time he was away from his family. And every second of that t- flight must have been hell. God bless Bonzo for going with him and holding his hand and just being there. Bonzo is a good bloke. Good man. Good friend. And Bonzo's the one that coaxed Robert out of his shell and, and got him back. They did some jams at Clearwell Castle. And it sounded great, got him enthused, and he went back to it. But with the idea of, listen, I want to do fewer shows. Bigger shows and fewer shows. So more Nebworths and fewer U.S. tours that go on forever. Um, and I think I'm sure part of it was, everybody's got to get their shit together. Because especially if you're like the only... Sober person in a room full of fuck-ups. It's no fun. But that's neither here nor there. I don't want to just start wool-gathering on stuff and then come back and go, I don't know what I was talking about. That was great. Um, The times were not that great. They were trying to pull it together. They were pulling it together. And this show and the show after it on the 24th, as well as the first Nebworth concert, shows that there is still gas in the tank and still magic. Uh, Jimmy obviously took this very seriously. And had been playing, had been practicing, had his fluidity back, had his dexterity back, probably even, um, probably even got clean from heroin. I mean, it's not like these guys w- would do it constantly. They'd get clean and be good for a while and then relapse and then get clean and then be good for a while and then relapse. They're human beings, even though they're gods. <laughs> so, I don't know. Um, this band is tight. This show is the looser of the two. This is the literal first time on stage for Robert in front of an audience. This is the first time Led Zeppelin's playing live in front of an audience for two years. So it's the very first icebreaker. The show doesn't necessarily flow that well because they're also doing the, you know, working out the kinks on their sound equipment and the lighting cues and all that shit in preparation for Nebworth, which is a couple weeks away. So there's a lot of delays while well, they're getting the sound right and the lights right and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it probably didn't flow that great. But the playing is fucking amazing as you're about to hear. And I have always given this show short shrift, you know, like the Jan Brady of them, because I would listen to so much of the next night because that 10 years gone is just amazing. And that no quarter is just amazing. And I love it. And it's nice and, and, and compact and, and shit, but the night before is great too. And you're going to hear it. And the first thing you're going to hear is celebration day, which is the second song of the gig. Let me read you the set list because this show will be available to you uh, from heart So intro song remains the same into celebration day with the double neck out on the tiles intro into black dog. Nobody's fault, but mine. Over the Hills and Far Away, Misty Mountain Hop into Since I've Been Loving You, No Quarter, Hot Dog, and the hot dog's not that bad, Rain Song, White Summer, Black mountainside, Side, Trampled Underfoot, Achilles Last Stand, Jimmy's Noise Solo, In the Evening, Stairway to Heaven, and Rock and Roll. The version I am using is uh, straight, no EQ, no nothing, Master to Dat Clone to Fiber Optic Clone to CDR, KRW underscore CO Transfer. They're another trading group, that, like the GEMS trading group, that unmuddies the trading waters. They have nice, trusted, verified lineages. They do great transfers. And um, this one, I love the sound of it. I, I have not a beat it against the pseudonym Uh, remaster which previously had been my high watermark but it is great and it's it's a little bit a little bit closer feeling to me than the next night so it's that same beautiful beautiful crisp instrument separated sound with that loud obnoxious clap clap audience that makes everything a pain in the ass and um I've seen other, th- other um, bands. I saw a Delaney and Bonnie video with uh, George Harrison and Eric Clapton from December of 69 on YouTube playing the same hall. And it's exact ten years 10 years earlier and it's the exact same audience with the exact same clapping. I just think it's a Danish thing because it used to drive me crazy. It's like, how dare you disrespect Led Zeppelin like that? You remain silent as they speak but anyways let's jump to it you're gonna love it listen to celebration day and tell me that that's not 1973 enjoy but it's actually july 23rd 1979 boop there we go okay enjoy
1: your patience and waiting for the disappearing lights. Well, it's been uh, eight years since we were here last time. So, there's not too much talking to do quite a bit of playing. This is Black Dog.
0: It is not you silly man. It's not Black Dog at all. It is, in fact, Achilles' last stand. Nope, not that either. It is, in fact, no quarter. You're going to like that. Wasn't Jimmy's playing good? Wasn't the band good, tight, playing in a theater? With a different sound from that 77 bombastic, we are Galactus coming to destroy the universe power. This is them coming back as a band going, "We are hoping to play tonight and make you guys happy and make ourselves happy." And by god, they did it. They did it. It's crazy that, you know, 42 years later this is, you know, we're we're still discussing this. A show that was played, illicitly taped, traded, bootlegged, sold, traded again, remastered, retransferred. And here it is, all because Led Zeppelin is such a great fucking band. And there's something magical about them when they play live. May God bless Charlie Watts, and rest in peace, my friend. And the Stones, I will love the Stones till the day I die. But I don't have a single Stones bootleg that I think I've listened to more than once, other than A Brussels Affair, which was still professionally recorded for radio. So I don't know. Not the yeah, the Zeppelin? I listened to the live Zeppelin almost exclu- exclusively. I I don't listen to the albums anymore other than maybe Physical Graffiti and um In Through the Outdoor and Coda for the unreleased tracks. And because I fucking love Darlene. Great song. Alrighty. What did I say we were gonna play? Sitting here playing no quarter. Okay, then I guess I'm going to play no quarter. Bum, 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 bum. Enjoy it, friendos. I'm trying to truncate the babble and uh, get more of the music. Here we are. It's,
1: uh, this next one features John Major Jones. Man from Marrakesh. No, no, that was last year, John. This is called No Quarter. do
0: That was wonderful. Relaxed. Nice flow. Very cool. I liked it. I will say that I think the next night, Snow Quarter is still my favorite of the two. But man, it is nice to hear New Zeppelin (laughs) in that I haven't listened to this show in a long, long time. And certainly not with open ears of like, wonder what it's like. So I hope you like that. And interesting to note that while that was playing the postman came and dropped off a 25 pound box full of live led zeppelin cds that were sent to me by a listener named chris from north carolina and there's i i haven't opened it yet because i want to finish this because once i open that forget it but man oh man it's gonna be nice really generous. Really. De- these are, these are burn CDs, CDRs, not, you know, labeled boots. Cause that would just be, then that would be wrong of me to, to be like, no, thank you. Um, but my gosh, I cannot wait to open those and just start tearing stuff out and have a, I, I miss physical media. I love the immediacy of digital media, but I do miss physical media for that. I have this show. Society collapses and there's no more internet. I still have this music. Oh, boy. Time for the spiel. If you want to find me, you can go to Twitter, YouTube, or Facebook too. Under the name Heart of Markness, you can find me. I have all those things. I have a nice group on Facebook if you want to join. Got um, going, coming up on 200 people. In the group, everybody's been nice. It's a nice community. If you want a place to hang out and talk about Led Zeppelin and classic rock and live music with people that know their shit, that's a good place to go. It's it's not a, uh, a clicky type of, uh, oh, you like that show. It's not like that. Everybody in there is great. I'm really, really delighted. I'm really, really delighted that my listener base... Seems to be fairly sparse as far as assholes go. So yay. And if you like what I do, and you like how I do it, and you're of a mind and have the means to do so, you're invited to explore patreon.com slash heart of and see if there's something in there that might tickle your fancy regarding supporting the podcast materially. One of the neat things that you get is you get your name read every week, unless you don't want me to, and you should let me know, and then I won't read your name every week, as one of the titans upon whose shoulders rests the Heart of Markness podcast. And you can also find the shows that I talk about on my website, heartofmarkness.com. You will find links to most of the shows that I cover, including this one, where you'll be able to download the whole show that whole set list I read you earlier, you can have that all for yourself for free. I got it for free. KRWCO does it for free. It's all free, free and easy. That's how it should be. And um, these are right now the current Titans upon whose shoulders rests this humble podcast. So a Laurel and hearty handshake goes out to Philip, Picard, Knegarn, Jeff, Chris, Michael, Rob from Melbourne, Australia, Wayne, Brad, Danielle, she did get married. Congratulations, Danielle, you looked beautiful. Thank you for posting those pictures. Tracy, David, Mark, Other David, Bonzo, Billy, and Mimo. Also, thank you to honorary patron Chris for that shitload of CDs. That's going to keep me happy for a while. And there's another box on the way. Holy mackerel. Holy mackerel, I am I, I. can't even. I can't even. I'm glad I didn't open that box, because then I would have never finished this episode. My gosh, you guys are too good to me. And thank you to patron emeritus Jeremy, who provided the microphone with which I speak to you. He's been a little under the weather this week. Hope you're feeling better, my friend. And yours. And have I forgotten anything? I don't think so. Back to the music. All right, friendos, we've got one more left, and it's going to be Achilles' Last Stand. This one, I haven't even listened to this performance yet. I listened to the other two last night. I didn't get up to Achilles because it was night-night time, and I'm a working man. But it's Achilles' Last Stand, and I cannot imagine it not being brilliant with these guys playing. And if it's not brilliant, then it'll be funny. So either way, we win. Achilles' Last Stand, July 23rd, 1979. The first concert from this band First live performance from this band in two years. Magnificent. Enjoy. Well, that certainly did not disappoint. It's interesting to hear such a grand song played in such a small venue. That's like 1,200 people or something there. And I don't even, from what I, if I remember correctly, it wasn't even sold out because it wasn't really promoted and heavily advertised because it was essentially a dress rehearsal for Nebworth um, with an audience. And that performance is like that. It, it It has the relaxed feeling to me of a rehearsal of like like on the celebration day if you got the deluxe and you got the rehearsal show the the dress rehearsal uh disc like the songs are the same since i've been loving you is incredible but it doesn't have the passion and fire of really driving it and pushing it forth um that's that was enjoyable i really like that in fact as soon as i'm done with this i'm going to listen to that's achilles again because it's nice to hear jimmy play some different stuff i mean to me anyway so maybe it was the clarity maybe it was just the non-sticky fingers but i i enjoyed that a lot i hope you did too all right friendos we're gonna wrap it on up here and i'm gonna open that giant box of goodies and man oh man that'll be nice to have physical media again thank you again chris honestly thank you big time All right, friends, Uh, tomorrow there will be the interview with Christy Alexander Hallberg. And then on the weekend, there should be at least one classic rock episode, if not more. I've been doing two over the weekends because it really helps the numbers, too, because the numbers tank. There's like hundreds of people listening a day, hundreds of people listening a day, hundreds of people listening a day, 30 listening. So I'm going to try and I don't know. Up, up that a little bit. I like doing two shows over the weekend when I can. All right, friendos. Uh, do I have anything else to say? I feel like I'm forgetting something. I thank the patrons. I thank you. Thank you. And all uh, right. I guess uh, be good to yourselves and each other. And I hope you have. If you're American, enjoy your Labor Day weekend. If you're not American, enjoy your better working conditions everywhere else in the world than America. Almost. Not including Asia. All right.